Hi, this is Sarit Switzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 621 for the 18th of Av in a regular year. So pop quiz question for you guys. Who knows what the largest bone in the human body is? So I can't hear what your answers are, but uh, maybe I'll give you guys a moment to think about it. And now I'll give you the answer. So the answer, for those of you that didn't know, is the femur bone, otherwise known as the thigh bone. So it's really interesting if you think about that because, you know, we have a lot of different parts of our body and our thighs are not necessarily something that we think about that much. But for those of us who are healthy, thank God, and able to walk around and, you know, um, have a functioning uh, femur bone and everything, these femur bones are really so essential to our roles as human beings. And if you really think about it, they actually can be thought of as being linked to that which makes us essentially human as we'll see so why because what makes us what makes us um, uniquely human what differentiates us between other animals let's say is that only humans have the ability to stand upright on two feet And interestingly enough, one of the essential functions of the femur bone of the thighs is to support the upper part of the body, Uh, the upper part meaning the torso and really ultimately the head. And so as we know, and as we've spoken about a lot in the Tanya so far, Judaism places a lot of, of emphasis on the head, on the mind, on learning about God. You know, the whole Chabad system is based around this idea of Chochmah bin Adas, the intellectual appreciation of God and connection that we can connect with God, that we have an obligation to know God. The first, the very first instruction that the Rambam gives in his famous Sefer of Mishnah Torah is to know that there's a God. So there is, as we all know, a very big focus on the intellect, on the mind. However, as we're going to be learning today, um, this mind really, as important as, as it is, it needs to have support. And in order for us to walk around with our heads held high and, uh, and to have our intellect not be, you know, just in this like ivory tower kind of place, like we spoke about yesterday, those of you who followed along yesterday about the the intellectual who has difficulty communicating with other people because he really is so far removed from other people. And there needs to be this impetus to really get him to draw or her to draw down the intellect to the others. And we liken this to God and how God really needs this attribute of chesed in order to bring about his intellect into the world. So the intellect on its own is, you know, while it's nice, it needs a support. And what is the support in the body? The support really is the thighs, the femur bone. 
we can call it. And so today we're going to talk about what that means in terms of the collective uh, Jewish people and how we'll see that in the collectivity of the Jewish people, the Jewish people in a certain sense can be divided into two categories. And we'll see that one of those categories is more associated with the mind, with the, with the brain, with the intellect. And then the other category is really associated with the thighs, the thighs that support this mind, this brain. So we'll get into the text in a moment, but just to kind of break this, that down for you so you know what to expect, as we'll see, the two main categories that the altar is going to bring to light for us are the category of those Jews who are primarily involved in Torah study. And that's like their main occupation. And then there's those Jews who are primarily involved in chassad, in giving, and doing staka and that kind of thing. And while, of course, every Jew is supposed to be involved in staka, and really every Jew is supposed to be involved in Torah study as well, but uh, it's really about what the priority is, what what the the focus is of these two groups. And while at first glance, it might seem like those intellectual people, those people who focus on Torah study are the ones to be praised the most are on that higher level, because, you know, the mind really is above everything else in the in the body, even physically placed. So we'll see that, in fact, there is an advantage that these other category of Jews have, the thighs, and how they serve to support the head, and how we they're actually essential and necessary in order for the mind to fulfill its purpose here in this world. So with all of that being said, let's get into the text and see how the Alter Rebbe explains all of this. For context, we're in the middle of Epistle 5 of Yeras Kodesh, and we're actually going to conclude Epistle 5 today. Uh, so here we go. So the Alter Rebbe begins today by citing a teaching that's taught by uh, the Arizal, that there are two types of different Jewish souls. There's the souls of the Jews who are Talmidei Chachamim, that are involved in Torah study their entire lives. And then there are the souls of those people that are involved in different mitzvahs and do tzedaka and chassad their whole life. And at first glance, this seems really strange because it's like, we know that doing, we just said before, doing tzedaka and, and chassad is something everybody has to do. So even a Talmud Chacham, if they're truly a Talmud Chacham, they're going to be involved in, in, uh, in doing acts of kindness, right? So, uh, and because as we just learned that it's like somebody who says, I only have Torah, but they don't have any acts of kindness. They don't even have Torah. However, what's the difference? What's the differentiation is that the Talmidei Chachamim, the Torah scholars, their main thing is Torah. That's like what they're involved with most of their lives. And then, yes, they're involved in Gmilas Chasadim, they're involved in good deeds, but it's just a small amount of their life. It's not most of their life. And so since this, this Chasad that they do is just a small amount. Uh, aspect of their lives. Yes, it has an effect. Sure, it's doing this effect of the Esur Sodilatata, this arousal from below, and it elicits the higher chesed, the supernal chesed. And so then it does draw down the chokhmah, the supernal chokhmah, which is the source of the Torah that is in their mouth. But it only draws it down as far as the world of the neshamos in Bria, in the world of Bria, through their occupation in in Gemara. Like, so, like, uh, like through their study, like let's say you have these Torah scholars and they're involved in learning Torah all day long. And yes, they do a little bit of chesed here and there to as much time as they have for it. So that the Gemara study that they learn is going to be drawn down through the power of the chesed that they do. That that chesed that they do, the little amount of chesed they do, gives the power of the Gemara that they learn to be drawn down from the supernal chokhmah into the world of Bria. And then the, the Mishnah that they learn 
can be drawn down, it th- th- causes the Chochmah Vashem to be drawn down into the angels that are found in Yitzira, in that the next world over. Uh, and so the reason for this is because whether we're talking about the Neshamos or the, the, the souls or the angels, that the, their vitality, it comes through directly through the different combinations of the letters of speech, which is the oral Torah, which we spoke about previously. And the source of these of these letters of Torah from the oral Torah is in the, the and the combination of these letters is from the supernal Chochmah, as we spoke about before. However, if we want to talk about having this Chochmah Vashem be drawn down in order to come really down here into the lower hay, this is the into our world, right? So again, in the Yud Kevavke, each one of those letters corresponds to a different realm. The Yud, the highest Yud, corresponds to Atsilis. The He corresponds to Bria, the first He meaning. The Vav corresponds to Yitzira. And then the final He corresponds to our world, to the world of Asiya that we live in. So in order to have this Chochmah, the supernal Chochmah of Hashem, come down into our world, into this lower hay, which is a very, very great symptom. Like there's no greater contraction than this. It's not enough to just have the Asurisa de la Tata, the arousal from below of the Talmudic Chachamim that just are involved a little bit in, in Chassid and Staka, but rather we need a much greater arousal from below for those people that are that from those other souls, those other souls who their mainstay, like the main occupation that they do, the most of what they're involved with is not Torah study, but it's actually being involved in mitzvahs and in giving staka and things like that and acts of kindness. And so those kind of souls are actually essential. They're the only ones that have the power to draw down the supernal chokhmah into this physical world that we're in, in this lower world. And the altar says that this is explained further in depth in the first part of Likutei Amarim, the Sefer Shalbanonim, in uh, chapter 34. So you're welcome to go look that up also. We're, that's In that section, it just talks about, the again, giving charity and how, about how a, we're really supposed to give a fifth of our, ideally a fifth of our income to charity and that elevates all the other portions of our charity. And so now we can understand why these people, these balet staka, these people that are involved in, in staka and in mitzvahs most of their lives are called tamche olaita. They're supporters of the Torah itself. And so why? Why are they the supporters of the Torah? Because these people who are involved in mitzvahs and in staka, we can think of them as being on the level of netzach and hod. Netzach and hod are l- lower down in the chain of the spheres. So it's like netzach and hod are thought of as the thighs. So it's like often the spheres are likened to like a, a person like or illustrated in the guise of a person that we can think of as like chased is the right arm, gvura is the left arm. We spoke about this before. Um, Tiferes is the heart or sometimes kind of like maybe the 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 stomach kind of area. And then you have Netzach and Hod. Netzach and Hod are the thighs. And so these thighs, while they are lower down, think about it, the thighs actually do support the entire body. So they're kind of like the mainstay of the entire body. And this is why they these thighs, these this Netzach and Hod, these people who are the the mitzvah doers, they have the ability to draw down the light of Torah down here into this world of Asiya. And now this is why, with all of this in mind, we can now understand why it is that staka is called mase. It's called action, the act, which is like, it's just the action. I mean, like there's lots of actions in the world. Why is staka specifically action? Because 
we know that, and, and also another verse, this is from Yeshayahu chapter 32, verse 17. It says, that the act of charity will be peace. So there's something about charity that's really thought of as an act and it promotes peace. And, you know, going back to this beginning of the section where we're talking about how there is this power that Staka has to, to build Hashem's name, to, to make Hashem's name. So what does this mean? And the reason why is because this Staka has the, it, it's, its job is to draw down the light of God into the world of Asiya. And so now this is why we can, now we can understand this idea of what the Zohar is teaching. He who makes the holy name. And specifically it says makes, da'avit, makes the holy name. Because through this arousal from below, from the Staka and Chasad, the lower Staka and Chasad, this arouses the supernal Chasad. And this arousal of the supernal chesed draws down the light of the insof, which is the aspect of the chokhmah, the higher chokhmah, which is the yud, the first, the, the highest level, the, the first letter of Hashem's name, uh, to the hay of the lower hay in an aspect of speaking and which is the spirit of God's mouth in order to draw it down and to influence this whole world of, Asi- of Asiya. And this is by way of analogy, like to an really like we can't even compare it to like an, to an infinite degree, basically, when we talk about a person. So a person only speaks when there's somebody there to speak to. A person doesn't speak to themselves. I mean, maybe some people speak to themselves, but generally speaking, it's not the norm. Usually when we speak, we're speaking to somebody else. And when we do that, we really, a person really has to let some them to constrict their minds and their thoughts in speaking to them. And those who are masculine, those who are intelligent will understand this. So that's the end of this, this section. And so just to bring it all together, the basic idea is now we've concluded and we understood why it is that we say that staka makes God's name. Like, what does this mean, makes God's name? And we see that it's because specifically that, yes, God created the world initially through just pure chesed, nothing to do with us. We weren't even here or anything. But now that we're here, now that God did create us, he created us with a purpose and he wants our help. He wants our help in being partners in creation. He wants us to partner with him in revealing God's presence here in the world and in keeping the world alive. So we do that through Torah study, sure. Yes, because through Torah study, what we're doing is we're channeling and we're channeling Hashem's Chochmah because the Torah of Hashem is Chochmah and Hashem creates the world through speech. So when we speak the words of Torah out loud, this channels the Torah, it, this channels Hashem's wisdom through our speech. So it brings it into the world. But this is a very big deal. This cannot happen just like that. There needs to be a chassad. There needs to be an arousal of chassad because the way that initiation of even Hashem creating the world, Hashem bringing the world into being, came about through his chassad. So in order for Hashem's chassad to be elicited, we need to elicit chassad down here. And so that is why doing acts of chassad is so important. And yes, sure, Torah scholars also are involved with chassad, but because their chassad is only a minute part of their day, they can only arouse Hashem's chassad to descend down and or and to have the chokhmah descend down into the angels and into the neshamos of whether we're talking about the world of Bria or whether we're talking about the world of, of Yetzirah. But in order for it to come down and to hit down here in the world of Asiya, we need a lot more chassad. And so that's where the people that are involved in chassad are so uh, essential. And this is why we say the we call chassad the maise, we call it action. Because chasad really is this action. It is an act of, of creation, 
basically. So the bottom line is give tzedakah. This is like the main message of many, many, many of the epistles in this section is just to give tzedakah, give lots of tzedakah, and through giving tzedakah, just to have an awareness that you're literally being a partner in creation when you give tzedakah. You're literally giving the power of God. You're eliciting the power from above of God to to allow the world to con continue su to subsist by way of the Torah. So that's it for today. And we will continue tomorrow when we begin a new epistle. And I'll speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast, hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzchak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.